Back on the Lance Day Radio Network, I have Isaac Palmer on the phone. He's he's joining in to talk to me and Janelle this afternoon. We are at the Rise Women's Health Leadership Summit in Asheville, North Carolina. And um, Isaac has been on and, and doing a series of black men's health. I wanted to combine him and Janelle. So Janelle is my black women's health specialist and Isaac is our black men's health specialist. So I don't know what's going to happen. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be very exciting or, or, or polarizing. What's going on, Isaac, man? Always a pleasure to have you on. Man, I'm glad to be here. This is the all-star team. Janelle, uh, great to meet you. You too. Yeah, Janelle, Janelle is fantastic. And, and for those listeners, so if you're listening on WOL in DC or, or Kixie out in Seattle, our, our men's and women's health program and, and reoccurring segment has been so important to the health cast series because we want to discuss health from from different ends of the spectrum and a lot of times we don't really get into some of the hardcore discussions isaac had uh, he's had some fantastic people come on recently and talk about what's going on in the south side of chicago which is his territory janelle is the first person to utter the word period cup <laughs> on on my show and, and we bring in conversations that that you may not hear in a typical mainstream radio fashion so uh before we get started isaac man i wanted to to get your thoughts we've been texting back and forth and i know janelle janelle is into music but she's not really into music so um isaac and i have been arguing over the new uh the new album from Kendrick Lamar. Okay. And I don't know if you had a chance to sample any of that. No. I know that you're busy raising your, your children. Isaac's kids are a little bit older and more ambulatory. Isaac, you know, it's just my brief thoughts on it. I really think that it's over people's heads. People are kind of crushing yeah. the album from a rating standpoint. I, I thought that it was fantastic. I thought that it was taking hip-hop in a new direction, really getting into mental health. And to have someone as powerful and popular as Kendrick Lamar talk about his shortcomings, his mental health, and his relationship with his dad, his relationship with his mom, and uh, depression, and trying to buy his way out of depression with, with cars and stuff like that. I think it's a really important message, but it is not Jay-Z pouring Alizé and Hennessy on women dancing on yachts back in 2000. <laughs> like it's, That's not what it is, and Jay-Z sold yeah. a lot of records doing that. I think, I think if Kendrick was making songs, trapping, and, and usually, Isaac, the formula for, for a conscious artist to be successful is you're going to have like five or six conscious songs, but you got to have three bangers where you're at the club and you're stacking money on naked women. Like, it's got to be, you got to be out at, at uh, Fat, uh, excuse me, at Magic City in Atlanta or Pinups or somewhere like that. I want to say Fat Cats back in Huntsville. If, uh, shout out to <laughs> Oakwood University. If you went to Oakwood University, you know where Fat Cats is out in, out in Athens, Alabama. But that's not his... That's not his core competency. That's not what he's doing. And I, I applaud and commend him for his style, but but it doesn't seem to be as rating as well with, with critics. Yeah, man, we've, we've seen this throughout hip-hop. I mean, it's the reason why Karis One and Public Enemy are not the biggest rap names in the history of rap. They, they did a lot of educating, and that doesn't get you on the radio. Right. And Kendrick, you know, Kendrick did a put, put out a great album, but he did not hide his you know usually hip-hop artists they if they put a message out it's behind a dope beat and of mm, course right. the, the uh the videos of the women in it he didn't do that he right. gave you all content and all lyrics and all subject matter um and only only the few are prepared for that 
No, it's definitely not for for the faint of heart. So I wanted to to check in with you, Isaac. What's going on, man? What what are you what are you chopping it up about today? What's what's going on with Match Foundation and well, and what's going on in Chicago? I, I wanted to stay on Kendrick because this album uh, is the first hip hop album where we can connect healthcare to. Wow! Uh, I mean, he mentioned a counselor and counseling what four or five times. Yeah, uh, it, it, in the album, was the first was the first never, song. I mean, the first thing he starts with, "Hey, I've been through something. I've been going to counseling." Like that's that's how he starts the album. Yeah, so this ties in perfectly with what Match is trying to do is just take away that stigmatism that black men have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll let Janelle talk about women in a second, but I know black men. You know, counselor, what therapist? What are you talking about? Uh, what even though we know, I mean, I have friends that have been diagnosed with um, um, a mental health illness that has changed their careers, mm. changed their career trajectory because they sought out help. Mm. Janelle? That's deep. Yeah, um, for black women, it's kind of the same thing. You know, we suffer from the superwoman syndrome, like we're supposed to be tough, we're supposed to excel at everything, we're never supposed to ask for help. Um, I think it is becoming more commonplace for uh, women to reach out to get the support and, and the counseling that they need to you know, kind of overcome, you know, whatever traumas they've gone through in their life just to change their traje- trajectory. Yeah, and it, it, it's not always a disease or an illness. Sometimes it's just a, a quick band-aid mm-hmm. just to help you process some things. Right. Um, and that's what I heard Kendrick talking about in that, in that album. Yeah, there were some big topics that he helped with, but, I mean, you know, I don't think he left that counseling with a with a split personality diagnosis. Um, it just helped him process. Mm-hmm. And it's obvious that he's still going through the process. I think that that's the, the clear thing in the last song. Kind of the hook to it is I choose me. I choose myself. And, and the way I yeah, see it, a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people are trying to figure out and decipher what it means. My viewpoint is he's saying in this album that he created, instead of he knew that when he put out some of this material, it was going to be controversial. I mean, he's doing songs, you know, who would do a song about having a bad relationship with their father? I mean, that's just not something. You're talking about machismo. You're talking about tough guy, trap guy, mm. people that are selling drugs, people that's out, you know, lighting people up with the MAC-10. You know, that's the that's what hip-hop culture can be. It's a gangster culture. for So for someone to say that, hey, my dad was real hard on me and my dad wasn't compassionate, and because of that, I grew up not wanting to be compassionate, and I don't want to pass that down to my kids, that's a very atypical message within the hip-hop community but i think it's an important message because those i don't have children but you know your mm-hmm. your mother isaac your father those are things that are passed down and if you if you don't manage those issues and if you don't face those issues you will pass those same issues down to your own children i agree I yeah agree. It, 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 it's it's the underbelly of hip-hop is that machismo alpha male mentality that gets really toxic really quick right but um you know sticking up for my black men, you know, for, for what we've been through since Jim Crow and slavery and just trying to survive in this country, that was a survival mechanism for mm-hmm. many of us. I know my father and my grandfather. Um, and so trying to change that is going to be tough, but um, it, it, it's very important. We, we've got to change how men act uh, mm-hmm. and, and just remove that toxicity out of it. Definitely. Janelle, as a clinician, I know that you talk primarily, we, we've talked earlier on, on this show, on this broadcast, we talked about Roe versus Wade, we've, mm-hmm. we've talked about 
how that has a downstream impact, regardless of your political beliefs, right. but it just has a downstream impact, whether you like it or not, whether you support um, getting rid of abortion or, or if you support um, my body, my choice. Do you refer people that come to you and, and people that come through your system, do they refer to mental health counseling? Like when you have people that have been through trauma, I mean, you talk about sexual health, so yeah. obviously you deal with young people that have been abused. Yep. Do you refer people to, to yeah. mental health? Yeah. Right? And how, um, does that, how does that referral process go? So, yes, A, yes, we do refer. And a lot of times, like when we're doing our, you know, talking to patients and counseling and doing whatever we need to do with them, a lot of these things will come up. So, um, a lot of their behaviors may be related to mental health. So we just generally, we will put that referral into our system. So, you know, I work for a hospital system, so we put mm. that referral into the system um, for that patient. We let the patient know when their um, appointment is, you know, um, and we follow up. So if we see that the patient has missed that appointment and the next time the patient is in the office, we kind of mm. talk about like, what's going on? You know, we made with this referral, what happened? You know, how could I be of assistance? Because the point of the matter is to help them get what they need to do the counseling, to do, right. do the heavy work. So it's my job and I feel my role as a nurse to make sure that they're getting what they need. Interesting. Isaac, one of the songs on, on the Kendrick Lamar album that really stuck out to me, not just because of the production, but because of the topic matter. And I think the the term NC-17, you have rated R, but you have NC-17. I don't know if kids should be listening to that album. It would be way over my head to listen to that as a 13, 14, 15-year-old kid. I thought that listening to The Chronic was above my head, but this is really above my head. Uh, this album may should have had two parental advisory stickers on there, but there's a song where he's arguing back and forth with his girlfriend or spouse or, or whatever's going on, and they're cursing each other out. And they're talking about um, how the black man has drugged the black woman down and how the black woman doesn't support and uplift the black man, even when they're trying to do right. That song, like I played that thing like five or six times in a row. It's just like I couldn't believe some of the things that I was hearing. It's kind of like uh, baby boy Jody <laughs> and uh, <laughs> when he was fighting with, with his girlfriend on, on the movie Baby Boy. What did you think about that song particularly? Because in the panorama of mental health, relationships are, are very high on that spectrum. Man, that, that conversation was so real. That, right. It was real. So real. That, the argument right. was so real, so real. and transparent. Right. But l let me go back to the NC-17. My, my son is a big Kendrick fan. He was blasting that song around the house. Wow. And I had to tell him, I was like, look, you know, <laughs> that, that's <laughs> right. not kind of language. I, right. I just right. want around the house like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> but then I thought about it and I said, he's 16. He's old enough to unpack that argument. Definitely. Definitely. And so we're, we're going to spend some time. We're going to sit down and listen to it together. I didn't tell him he couldn't listen to it. It's just, you know, you don't don't be blasting at the house. <laughs> so we're going to unpack that. I want I would love to jump into his 16-year-old mind and and see how his how he reacts to to what he hears. No, nah, and I think that's such a that's such a clutch and such a great opportunity and I wanted to talk to both of you about what we're going to do cuz we're up against the break. We're going to we're going to take a break here. I'm going to bring Isaac back because Isaac brings up a really really valuable point. So it's kind of a radio tease here. We'll be back more than Lance Day show after these messages. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.
When I'm not doing the health cast, I consult for many startups and ACOs who are new to the healthcare business. Episource serves Medicare, commercial, and Medicaid plans with an experienced risk adjustment team that cares about results and building partnerships. With the largest health plans and healthcare organizations as clients, Episource aims to obtain the best medical chart retrieval rates, the highest coding accuracy, and the maximum level of project satisfaction. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration. Black women are fierce, brilliant, courageous, dope. Black women are making a difference, making history, and changing the world. I think about all of the black women who have showed up to fight for justice. We are starting to finally accept all of the skills and talents a woman can bring to the table. Urban One, thank you. This one is so special. This is James Lewis, host of the Lance J Radio Network. Many years ago, I started this show on YouTube in my downtown Seattle studio apartment. I was flat broke and had no cable or internet. Had to walk to the Starbucks roastery or Pike and Miner just to upload the show for my dozens of listeners. This is why it's so exciting to be back in Seattle on KIXI Kixie, 880 AM weekdays from 4 to 5 PM. We'll be talking sports, music, healthcare, and just a little bit of politics. I think it's a 206 is my second home, and it's great to be back. It feels so good to be cared for. Back up now, just a little more. The feeling someone's always there, just to show how much they care. The feeling you're not alone. Now she's a part of your home, with so much to protect each day. 